Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of On3 Sports. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with the trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Be a little weird, Robbie, if uh, Brupolo was in Mount Pleasant. It would be a little weird, although if you have a little bit of Strange Brew Coffee, you're on Mount Pleasant. That's good. I like that. That's good. Wherever you are in our great state, you can enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning. It's just a click away at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. And don't forget, when you support Strange Brew Coffeehouse, you are supporting the Bulldog Initiative. Just like you do when you make a purchase with our friends over at PIP Printing and Signs. If you're a business owner, you know that you're spending money on printing every month anyway. Why not give your business to a company that's MSU-owned and operated, that has been helping businesses in this state for over 30 years, and is going to donate a percentage, a 10% uh, of your sale with them, right back to the Bulldog Initiative in your name. That is a win-win Camden Baker can do whatever your business needs. If it's signage, if it's printing, whatever it is, they've got you covered at PIP Printing and Signs. Call Camden at 601-499-5216. Look online, check out their services, pipridgeland.com. When you need printing, call PIP PIP today. College. <clears throat> I was listening to <clears throat> the rewatchables on my drive. Uh, I was in Columbus today. And uh, Bill Simmons refused to clear his throat for like 10 minutes, and it was just driving me insane. He's talking. Oh, every time I hear, like, you hear that little gargle in the back of the throat. Like, like, dude, hit the mute button, clear your throat, and move on with your life. I do it all the time on here. I would rather, even if I can't make it to the mute, yeah, I'd rather just clear it on the mic. Clear your throat. No, people would rather hear a throat being cleared than an unclear throat. That's true. There. Yeah, whenever I hear, like, I'm in a press conference and there's, like, a coach or a player that mm-hmm. just won't clear the throat, I'm just like, please, just just, just do it. Like, Have I'm, like, on the edge ability. of my seat. Like, yeah. when are they going to clear their throat? And they yeah. never do. Comes like a thing. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. And we know you're looking for it because it's, it's baseball season just about. And uh, we're getting closer and closer to the, you know, spring football is going to be here before you know it. All these sports are happening. None of them are going to have the banner M. So you got to move on from that. You got to get some new gear at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area, Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowood by the Half Shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starville's flagship restaurant. Now, you were just telling me before we got on the air that we're going we're gonna to redo this with Big Daddy on Friday. We're, you and I and he are going to... Restaurant Tyler. And Juji. And Juji. Yes. Yes. All right. That's 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 fantastic news. My truck is finally done. You know, I I ah. smeared a I smeared the deer. Yeah. 
all over the highway on Highway 25 and had to get my truck put in the shop completely like redone on the front or whatever. It's finally done. It took like three, four weeks, four weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're I got to get them to bring my truck to me tomorrow after I get done with the presser. And uh, I told them I would treat them out to a restaurant, Tyler Brunch. Well, it's very nice. Well, well probably not lunch. brunch, but it's lunch. lunch straight up lunch. Yeah. All right. Looking forward to it. What am I going to get? I don't know, but I know I got a lot of great options there at Restaurant Tyler. The best blue plate in town, meat, veg, cornbread. You just it's, That's Southern lunch, and that's what we're going to enjoy tomorrow at Restaurant Tyler. Uh, 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi. That means if you live in Central Mississippi, there's a branch near you. Community banking is just as important as eating and, and shopping locally. You want to support your, your, your small-town banks. But you want your small-town banks to be able to give you the same kind of financial services a corporate bank can give you. You get that with Priority One, but you get the pleasure of doing business with the people that you know in your community. I like to do business with people that I know. I'm sure that you do, too. Look online at PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Hey, Robbie. Robbie, um, this basketball team is no fun. They are no fun to watch. No fun whatsoever. No. So, no. like, what made them fun last year was the way they made games ugly. Like, the basketball wasn't pretty, but just knowing that each game they were going to go out there and just squeeze their opponents to death made that team fun to watch for me. They've lost that, man. We talked about the, you know, it feels like they've lost their identity. No, no, they've they've lost it. They, 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 this is not the same team that we saw a season ago. They have depth issues that are that are... The depth issues are killing them, right? I mean, Andrew Taylor was a the guy they expected to come in, give them double-digit scoring, be able to run the point. He's not there. Keyshawn Murphy was sorely missed on Tuesday night, or Wednesday night in Florida, when, when State just didn't have the bodies to continue to, to, to bang down low with Florida. Deshaun, Deshaun Davis, his absence has been noted. I don't know where he's been the past few weeks. Oh, wait, he's actually playing? Well, you couldn't tell from the stat sheet. 16 points in conference play. So they're what one and four in conference now. Is, is that correct? Or two? I'm sorry, two and four. Two and four. So in six games, he has 16 points, including an Ofer the last two games. You and I have as many points as Deshaun Davis in the last two games for Mississippi State. Um, Shaq Moore. I mean, I, they, they, I, I saw the uh, the the reporting. From us, from Stefan and Justin, Shaq Moore was playing the game with an illness. I give him credit for trying, doing the best that he can. But in, in that case, that's on Jans to, to change this rotation around and and get Fort, get Hubbard into the game a little bit more. I mean, Hubbard's a volume shooter. He had 26 points on 25 shots. But yeah. at the same time, he was the only guy I mean, anything. He and he played thirty-two minutes. Like I'm not sure how much more he could have played. Fort could have played more though. I Fort could have played more probably. Um, five points in eleven minutes. I mean, if you bump it up to twenty minutes, I mean, he's he's probably got double digits. Yeah. Um, and who knows what he could have done with extended time? That I mean, that's that's one thing that you don't consider is. Just, you know, two or three minutes here and there, you're never allowing someone to really get in the flow, especially a shooter. Josh Hubbard came out, and I know, like you said, volume shooter. He wasn't 
great. He wasn't a super efficient, but that's kind of what he is. You know, tw- nine of 25, five of 17 overall, like from three. That's a lot of shots and that's a lot of misses, but he needs to get those shots up. Trey Fort needs to get his shots up. He yeah. shot five times. He shot three three-pointers. If you extend his minutes a little bit, he gets into a groove just like Josh Hubbard did late in the first half. That's that's when you really start to get your offense moving in the right direction. And this team was just – they were bad at times on both ends. They showed some good things on both ends, but missing shots around the rim, that they've really got to clean that up. You know, Tolu missing shots around the rim. He was 5 of 12 last night. Probably easily his worst game of the year. Had a double-double, but easily his worst game of the year. At what cost? Yeah. You know, Cam Matthews missed a few shots around the rim. DJ Jeffries. Those guys have got to finish. Trey Ford missed one on a fast break, missed a layup. Yeah. I guarantee you they had 15 – they had probably counting, you know, possible N1s or whatever – Mm-hmm. They probably had, you know, 12 to 15 points mm-hmm. left on the table last Easily. night Easily. by just missing Enough shots around the rim. You know, and, and you could have won the ballgame. State had 22 offensive rebounds in this game, out rebounded uh, Florida on the offensive boards. And Florida's been a really good offensive rebounding team, but only 16 points off of offensive rebounds. That, that's almost incredible when you think about it. And then you look at, uh, like you said, the the, the 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 missed shots close to the rim. This is supposed to be a physical basketball team that gets up and, and, and gets after it, and, and they're just not playing that way right now. I mean, I hate to say they're playing a little soft, but that, that's the word that I would use to describe the way this team plays around the rim at this time. Um, if you look at the first like five minutes of that game, I mean, State had seven offensive rebounds before the first media timeout, if I'm correct. But the reason they had that is because they were 3 of 12 shooting, 0 of 7 from behind the arc. State has regressed into the, you know, they're offensively they're just not as good, but they're not as good defensively either, and that's why they sit here at 12 and 5. And now, Robbie, they're in must-win mode. Not Maybe not Saturday, but Tuesday against Ole Miss, absolutely cannot lose that basketball game. Cannot lose it. Nope. And, I, I mean, who, who's supposed to feel good about that? State has right. been bad on the road. Yeah. And Ole Miss Everybody's been, been bad on the road. Ole Miss has been just about unbeatable at home. They've, Ole I mean, Miss they has been unbeatable at home. at home, bad on the road. Mm-hmm. Florida has been almost unbeatable at home, mm-hmm. not very good on the road. Mm-hmm. I mean, Everybody but you're going to have State every, with two home losses in all likelihood after this weekend. Yeah. And that's what's – I mean – I think what's really killed State this year is the schedule. There, There's like no time for them to kind of get some momentum, win like three games in a row, and really kind of pick up steam like they did last year. Right. And they closed the year so strong last year because the schedule was fairly easy down the stretch. The SEC has kind of eliminated the mediocrity and the the you know the, at the very bottom it's bad, but you're starting to get almost top to bottom teams that can win on any given night at home. I don't think Texas A and M is a great team. I I don't even know if they're really good, but at their place they're really difficult to beat. Yeah, Ole Miss 
I think they're okay this year. I don't think they're, they're really good. They're improved over last year. We'll just say that. They they're, are, but they're at a home, better team. And at home, at they're home, tough. That, and they that's going to be a really they difficult have, game. They have the size to contend with Tolu Smith. They they yeah. have big guys that they can go down there. Right now, they're the length. They're the yeah. length. If I'm playing Mississippi State, I'm just in a zone. I'm just like, you know, outside of Hubbard, who are you afraid of? Especially you talk about the starting lineup for the first, you know, few minutes of the game with, with Davis. And when you have Davis, Moore, Matthews, and Jeffries out there with, with uh with Tolu, why would I not zone that? I would quadruple team almost Tolu Smith because nobody else can make a shot. And it, I guess it's better than last year by default, but it's still not good. I mean, I, I don't know how much you know, better it is. Well, I mean, they're able to make shots sometimes. Yeah, that they have they have two guys that can get hot, and last year they had no one. So you went from last in the country in three point shooting to I don't know what they are now, but it's better. But it's still not very good. Right. I I just don't know. I, I've tried every single time I watch this team play especially on the road, I, tr- I try to understand what is it that is causing all this. You know, like I, I don't know if it's defense, if it's offense, because they they show spurts of both being bad. And then you look at it and you're like, well, they scored 70 on the road at, at, at Florida last year if you do that. You win the ball game because they weren't giving up seventy plus routinely, hmm. and so is it the defense? Because I feel like they've lost their identity there. They don't look as um, daunting on the defensive side as they no. did last year. No, they, they they don't they don't seem to play with the same intensity. Uh, it's the same players. It's the same. That's 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 the hardest part. And I will say this: there's a lot of uh, hindsighting going on on some message boards right now. You were talking about like I can't believe they just ran it back with this team. What? Everybody was pumped. About everybody that. was pumped that everybody we had the whole team back. And they're going to add. You know, you, you're mad that Andrew Taylor hasn't panned out. That that's a totally fair complaint. All right. There's but but at the same time, that's not Jan's getting a guy who didn't produce and just saying, well, maybe he'll be better at Mississippi State. Right. You got a guy who was a great player last year, and it just hasn't worked out. It happens sometimes. It happens sometimes. And you can say, and you can say, well, he's playing at Marshall. I mean, Dalton Connect was playing at Northern Colorado or whatever the place was. Basketball is just different, right? Uh, Just because a guy is a star at Marshall, I don't know that he necessarily is going to be a star in the SEC. But in basketball, but it it also, but you also can't say that he won't, right? Because there's been so many mid majors and guys from places like that that have come in. Yeah, I mean, look what Grant Nelson, I think's his mm-hmm. name at Alabama, mm-hmm. really making an Sears. impact. Dalton Connect, Sears, mm-hmm. these guys are making a huge impact, and it's happened year after year. So it looked like Andrew Taylor was going to get it done, but even if he doesn't, you still have the pieces in place that you should be better than this. There's, there's this no- is a game that you could have won. You could have beaten Alabama, and you could have beaten South Carolina. I don't think that they were going to beat Kentucky anyway, mm-hmm. but those were winnable games that they didn't get. Like I said, it just the 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 amount of I can't believe we ran it back is is killing me right now. Everybody was excited that they brought back all the starters. They added a couple of good pieces. They added Hubbard. You thought, okay, 
they're good to go now, right? Taylor and Hubbard and Fort are going to give them the outside shooting they didn't have a season ago. Jimmy Bell will be a, a good backup number five. Everything will, it will click. And now that it, that's happened, it's when I can't believe they brought it back. No, that, that's not true. That's not what you were saying. We're back to hashtag Barbe bombs again. That's not what yeah. you were saying five, six months ago. It just isn't. And somebody, right. somebody else on a, on a different message board made a good point to me. They were, they were like, you know, this team was 11-2 and two without Tolu, and you're like, oh, man, when he gets back, they're going to be rolling. And it has just not been that way. And I don't know if Tolu has upset the rotations. If, if they were, I, I don't think they're better without him by any stretch of the imagination. But they're just not playing good basketball right now, and they have three really tough games in a row before it, you know it lightens up on them at all. This is a really tough stretch for, for Mississippi State and Chris Chans, and I, I I don't know, I don't one hundred percent know right now that this is a tournament team. I think they're going to be bubbly the whole year, but if it goes the it, it could go the wrong way. They've got to start finding some wins. I mean, here's the thing, like you if you get to where you were last year at eight and ten, mm-hmm. you're clearly in the tournament this year. Yeah. I think. Because right. your resume is going to be significantly better. You're gonna have it's this has got to be the toughest schedule in the conference. There and it just worked out this way because if this was the schedule last year, State would be in good shape. But Ole Miss twice. Alabama twice, Auburn twice, Kentucky twice, South Carolina twice. Yeah. Is that right? I believe that is correct, yes. Every single team is probably going to win at home against Mississippi State. And it's going to be tough to take one out of two against all of them. Just because those I mean, those teams are tough this year. That's the hand that Mississippi State's been dealt. On top of that, you got to go to Texas A&M, mm-hmm. um, and then you had – I mean, you, you had to go to Florida. That's a game I think you could have won at home. So this schedule is ridiculous, man. It's tough. Mm-hmm. But if you can find a way to get six more wins, but can they? Can they know. find six more wins on the schedule? Well, I, my, my big question is, are they going to win a road game this year? Like, yeah. Who are they going to beat on the road? They play Arkansas on the road, I think. Is that no? That's not right. No, uh, they could beat Missouri, but that's a tough place to play. Yeah, they didn't win there last year, and that's it. Missouri is. I mean, they're worse than last year. They're but worse than last year, but it's still a tough place to play. So I mean, they, it is. They got to find at least one conference road win, especially when you consider it looks like after this weekend they're going to have two home losses. Um, with still some tough games left to play. So, I mean, Kentucky's still coming in. Ole Miss still coming to Starkville. Like, as you mentioned, Ole Miss has not been great on the road this year. Nobody's great on the road, and I get that. But at the same time, you got to find a way to steal at least one, especially if you're going to give up wins at home, which State has done to this point. So, You've got to steal a couple of games on the schedule, either home or away, Yeah, from somebody. And... I just I think that this team is capable. That's what's really kind of frustrating about them. We saw it at Kentucky when they came out of the locker room and they went on that big run to go from down 17 or whatever it was to six. And then last night, I mean, if not for that three-pointer on a clear traveling call, state that the whole complexion of that ball game might have changed. They were about to be on a 16 to nothing run. 
yeah, and cut that game to three points. So, I mean, who knows what would have happened, but they shouldn't have been in that position. Mm-hmm. But they make these spurts, and you think, okay, this team could be good. And they get a win against Tennessee, and then they do what they've done the last couple of weeks. It's just uh, it's hard to really figure them out. When when do we say this is a disappointing season? Is it just they have to miss the tournament to do it? Or I, I'll be honest yeah. with you, it's kind of disappointing now because I thought they were going to be better. I thought they were going to be contending for the conference championship. They aren't, and that that it is disappointing. It's disappointing right now just because of the direction it looks to be heading. Mm-hmm. But if they if they kind of corral themselves here and get in the tournament, everybody's going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And then you just figure out the roster next year. I mean. You do need some fresh blood in here. You need some different style players. You need some more they let's be honest, they need some more offensive guys. I mean, the, the playing just just kind of saddling your hopes to your defense playing hard, that just doesn't really get it done in in this league in 2024. Right. They they really need to have to pick up the pace offensively. To get some guys that can come in here and knock down shots, which to Jan's credit, he did that in the off offseason. He addressed that. He went and got Josh Hubbard, who, thank God for him. Uh, without him, you would be in a I mean, world of mess. Obviously, they would be a lot worse. But man, if Ole Miss doesn't fire Kermit Davis, what is Mississippi State right now? That's true. Yeah. Which I mean, who knows? This team could look. Different without Hubbard, I, I don't know, or, or Fort. Like, what? I don't know. Maybe that's changed some things. I doubt it, but who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, zero points from Deshaun Davis in 22 minutes. That's just unfathomable. I, I don't know how that happens. Jimmy Bell, zero points in 16 minutes. I mean, he at least gave you five rebounds, but yeah. Uh, Sean Jones didn't play great, but he had nine points. Yeah. I mean, they're getting nothing from their guards out of Josh. Yeah. Like, he is – if he's off, you get nothing from your guards. How many times a game does, Sean, does Shaq Moore dribble under the basket but not shoot? <laughs> it's at least once a game. Uh-huh. He goes completely un- across the baseline and, like, just go up. Jimmy Bell sort of the same thing. Jimmy Bell's getting the ball a foot from the rim. Go up. Well, I think yeah, what you man. have – I think what you have is we saw this a lot last year when they're just like playing hot potato with the ball on the perimeter and the yeah. shot clock's running down. Yeah. You have a lot of players that are facilitators or defensive-minded players, which is great. You need those kind of players. DJ Jeffries has been outstanding this year from a defensive perspective and, you know, for the most part controlling the ball and everything. But – there's just no confidence, and that's why you see so many guys that struggle to shoot the ball. It'll be late in the shot clock. They have to throw it up. There's just not a lot of confidence from guys to go score the basketball. Tolu Smith has it. Mm-hmm. Josh Hubbard has it. Trey Ford has it. And outside of that, you don't have the confidence that I'm knocking this shot down. Yeah. And that's why you see when they do shoot the ball, they're missing the rim. They're missing the goal. They're missing everything. I mean, uh, this this weekend, you know, we'll see how they they bounce back against Auburn. Again, I don't really expect them to win the game, but I would like to see them play well. But then Tuesday night in Oxford at the Pavilion, 
which has not been the most friendly place to Mississippi State through the years. Never mind the rivalry. State just hasn't been successful there. And Ole Miss has been so good at home. they got to find a way. They've got to find a way to get that win. All right, let's switch gears. Let's move into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. If you're cooking out this weekend, if it's still grilling season in your backyard, and I think it should be, nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. Warm weather, and it's warmer out there, but if you're looking for cold weather recipes, they've got them at, at msbeef.org. Great recipes for soups, stews, chili, whatever it is. This chili, it's it, this is chili time of year. You know, if you're if you're talking about red meat, you're talking about chili right now. And if it's Texas style or if it's not, whatever it is, it can be delicious when you put beef in there. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you're looking for. When you go to Two Brothers, you know what you're getting into. You know you're getting great food, cool people, an awesome atmosphere. One of the best places in town to go watch the game. One of the best places in town just to go grab lunch or grab dinner. It's just a fantastic stop. And it's also a place that supports the Bulldog Initiative. So you know you're doing good things with your money there. Enjoy yourself next time you're out in the Cotton District with a trip to Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products, great service is what every business likes to promise you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems for going on 49 years. That's a long time, and that's that's how you know you can trust Advantage Business Systems when they say they're going to provide service to you after the sale. That's what everybody's looking for, right? You can buy products anywhere. I can go. You can go online and buy products, but who backs it up and is willing to come and help you when things go wrong. Who can help you the same day? That's the difference that Advantage Business Systems gives you because they're a Mississippi-based company just like you are. So when you need technology, you need to give them a call. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue, that's the place to find the next polo or pullover you're going to buy to show your support for Mississippi State. Great-looking, stylish polos, maroon, white, gray, black. Not a mix of all four, just, just those one color on each one, which is what you want, plus the logos that you want. The Banner M, nah, not so much. The state script, the interlocking, the M over S, that we've got at the Rogue. So check out their incredible selection of polos and pullovers and make that purchase today. Shop at the uh, Rogue and Jackson or online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. You and I, uh, before we go to our, our lunch at Restaurant Tyler, we will be meeting with Chris Limonis for the first time in 2024. Uh, baseball media day or whatever you want to call it. We'll talk to, I assume we'll talk to Justin Parker, probably talk to some players as well. You know, what, what are the questions you've got to... Uh, which, that you've got to uh, to to get answered there, Robbie. What, what what's on your mind when we talk to Lamonas for the first time? I want to know first impressions of Justin Parker. Mm-hmm. How far the the pitching staff has come since the fall, since he took over. Who are the guys that are going to be in the mix, and what's kind of the plans of getting this program back on track, and how close do they feel like they are to doing that? Um, because this is the most important off-season or season of Chris Lamonis's career. Yeah. Um, I just don't know how he could survive at Mississippi State missing the regionals for a third straight season or the SEC tournament or whatever. 
That, that it's and not possible. It's not possible, you, Robbie. It's, it can't be. And you and I are on you, you're you and I are on different wavelengths of where we think things will go. Yes, depending on where they finish. And I, I'm gonna I, think be, we're both, I'm gonna, I need to admit something, Robbie. I need to. I think my personal biases. Are just, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a negative guy by nature. I got bit, no. No, I got bit in the ass by optimism when I on, on football season. Maybe that's just me, but I mean, because I, I know that you're negative. I, stop it! All right, I, that's I built. I built an empire by doing that. Uh, but I, I I do feel that sometimes with the because I, I we had Kendall Rogers on um, sports talk yesterday. And he was going through everything, and he, he's – I mean, I wouldn't say he's high on Mississippi State, but he thinks they're, they're going to be back in postseason play without a lot of problems. He thinks this is a good lineup top to bottom. And, you know, obviously he has questions about the pitching, but he knows that they, they have some talented arms there. And I'm just listening to him, and I'm just like, oh, maybe he's right. I don't know. I, I, but I can't get myself to that point. And I think that's just because I've been so disappointed these last two seasons after the national title. Well, it's like – you know, the last two years we've just been saying, you know, they they can't do this again. That's just a fluke. Yeah, you know, there, there's no way. And then, you know, we're in the middle of that first time whenever, mm-hmm. you know, we just kept saying it's still early. This team's going to figure it out, and they never did. And then last year we thought they're going to get it back on track. They didn't. So I think we're kind of skeptical at this point. But there's always going to be that little thing in the back of your head that says, this is Mississippi State baseball. They can't go through this kind of spurt mm-hmm. three years in a row. And we'll see if that's the case or not. We'll mm-hmm. see if that's truly what how it's going to be or if this just isn't going to work out. And I'm going to take the approach of I'm going to wait and see you know, I, I just I, – until it gets better, I'm just going to wait and see how it turns out because we've seen now for 100 games plus over the last two years that it hasn't gotten any better. And there's been nothing to suggest that it's going to be significantly better until we see it. And that's not being negative. That's just being realistic at this point. No, I mean, yeah, it's 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 fair. It's fair to have your your reservations about Mississippi State baseball. And if it gets better, then it was it was clear to me that it was a pitching philosophy problem. Yeah. And that's you know, I don't know that we've ever had a, a thing in baseball like that where it's like an assistant coach came in and was able to make such a huge impact in year one. That it's not like when State brought in Jolie Dunn for football, and it was like they went from terrible on defense to awesome on defense because Jolie Dunn's scheme was just so good. I, I don't know if that's the case. And, I, and I'll be honest with you. I don't know that the pitching problem State had, I don't know if they, that they were correctable in nine months. Like, they yeah. were so bad last year. Can they? Can can you really get that all corrected in one offseason? If you can, it is a huge, huge testament to how poor a job Scott Foxall did. But that's kind of what we've what we've been talking about is what we're they, banking on. They don't have to turn it around that much. Yeah, it can be an incremental improvement if they just show that they're improving. And if you if you do improve by you know, it won't take 
much to improve to five and a half runs on your ERA. Right. Uh, but that would be a huge improvement from last year. That's how bad they were. They just, again, we've said this since last year, they just need to be not good, mm-hmm. which sounds strange to say. But they just need to be able to get through ball games, have a have a few pitchers that you can really count on to come in and nail a game down, and I think this team will be decent. And I think if they're showing the incremental improvements that I think they can, then Chris Simonis is safe. He's going to be afforded another year, and they're going to have a chance to build. Um, they shouldn't be in this position. We, we've said that over and over again. They should not be in this position. It's totally on Chris Lamonis because he's the head coach. Mm-hmm. But they're in this position, and now he's got to get them out. And to get them out, I think it's going to be a lot more difficult than people expect than to just automatically be back in a super regional hosting uh, as a top 16 seed or whatever. Mm. I, I just don't think it's going to be that easy for them. But they do have a chance – if they can win 14 games in league play this year, mm-hmm. they're in the tournament. They're going to be moving in the right direction. And I think that would be a good season considering what they have in the non-conference. I mean, in the I, conference. Yeah, I don't, I totally agree with you. This is a, like, once again, and it's been the case the last two years, going to know quick, right? If they drop in the first three weeks, if they drop a couple of games, they've got like three losses after three weeks. It's not happening. It's not yep. happening, but if they can get through it on schedule, this the on, the non conference schedule is designed. It is it is set up to pile up wins and pile up momentum going into conference play. You have a, a I mean, I, I, off the top of my head, I don't know how many games they have before they play LSU, but they have a real chance to have, to have no more than one or two losses going to play LSU when when they come to Starkville to open conference play. And you hope that you better enough, yeah. It, oh yeah, if they have four or five, it's over. It's over. There's no point. In, you know. No point in talking about it. So, also a big week on the recruiting front. Robbie just put up a a, a notice on on three. Some big time offensive linemen are coming in. We we had a chance to chat with Cody Kennedy at the game on Saturday. That it, it comes across why he is a good recruiter. He's just old down home kind of guy. I like him. Yeah, and and the other day I informed him when I ran into him at the basketball game that. We do believe that he might have a connection to Malcolm Reed, in some form or fashion. They're they're kin. They they and he said he's already heard that from like fifteen people here. As he should. He looks just like him. It's insane. I'm telling you. I want to get howtoblockright.com up and running, and I want I want him every day to say, "Let's get to blocking." I want that to happen. (laughs) Somebody just posted a picture of Malcolm Reed like chawing on a bone. On the uh, on the board, mm-hmm. that was great. That needs to be what we're. Uh, that's kind of how we're gonna. We need to work. Uh, Can we get that as his like that's our as meme. a commitment exactly. meme? That's his commitment meme. Is we need to get a gif of Malcolm just going to town on some ribs or something. Your yeah. team, your team just lost to Cody Kennedy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. All right, good we'll be guy, back. great we'll be guy. Back, uh, Sunday evening uh, with a uh, another show, recap the weekend that was in Mississippi State sports, and we'll talk about what we talked about with Lamonis and those guys, and uh, a lot more uh, going into next week. You guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Bow to the masters. Break it down.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.